Three years ago in 2012, a crack duo, one martial arts expert and surprisingly good mimic, the other a weapons specialist and professionally bearded, were sent to separate recording stations thousands of miles apart to do an 80s and 90s action commentary podcast for a crime they happily committed. Something James Spader told them about that involved an industrial drum of coconut butter hand lotion and a common household whisk. These men promptly created a passion-filled wave of action adoration that swept throughout the internet underground. Today, still wanted by Steven Seagal for making one too many jokes about his expanding gut and knitted hair, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you love action, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you should be listening to Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid Commentaries. This podcast, people, explodes. Hello and welcome to Doctor Action, the Kick-Ass Kid commentary podcast. I am Doctor Action, and I am the Kick-Ass Kid, and this is the second of our uh, special interview programs. Um, went a bit nuts recently online, trying to hit some people up for some interviews, and uh, we got in contact with a fantastic uh, new action actress on the scene, already producing her own films. Uh, and the one that we uh, were very lucky to get a screening of was Awaken, and that is none other than Natalie Byrne. And she was she's really good, isn't she, Doc? She is very good. She's a, she's a great actress, and she can kick the shit out of people. So yeah. that's always a big plus in our book. A former dancer, so the fight choreography obviously comes from that, and uh, we were very lucky to speak to her. So um, should we roll that first and then talk about Awake and Doc? Or? I think we should play the bloody interview. Let's play the bloody interview that Doc and I just did with the wonderful and awesome Natalie Byrne, uh, the lady behind uh, Seventh Heaven uh, Productions and the film Awaken. Are you guys from London? Uh, well, I'm, I'm actually currently in New York. Um, I'm from England originally, but uh, I've lived in New York for the last six years, and Doc is over in Leicester in the UK. Oh, nice. I grew up in London. Oh, great, lovely. Yep, still go back there a lot because my family's there. And you studied with uh, a dance academy Royal there, right? The Royal, yeah, Royal, Royal Ballet. Yeah, Royal Ballet, yeah. Then, then I danced with um, Royal Opera House and Rumbert. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for being uh, agreeing to be on the show. Uh, you're on the line with me. Uh, my name's John Cross. I'm also known for the purposes Great. of the show as the Kick-Ass Kid. And also here, as we've uh, introduced already, as the Doctor of Action himself, Doc Paul Croson. Um, we both really enjoyed Awaken. Congratulations with that, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's a real pleasure to have you here. Um, as we were just discussing, I know you started off as a dancer, and that obviously must help with a great deal of the chore- choreographed fight scenes and things like that in Awaken. But when did you first get interested in acting, and was it action and horror and these different genre films that you've done that inspired you, or... Did that just happen to be the films that came along? I've uh, I've actually start like studied at Lee Strasberg when I first moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, and I uh, went to the actor studio. I participated in a lot of their plays, and that was like more drama, which I enjoy a lot. Um, so originally, you know, I was going to be a drama actress, uh, just kind of go by by Stanislavski technique and nothing else. But then mm. when I realized that. Uh, females, you know, action females, it's kind of hard to find. 
I, I feel like it is maybe. Hmm. And with my background as a dancer, I thought maybe there's something I can give more than just uh, being a dramatic art actress. I could do, you know, physical stuff myself personally. So that's why I kind of got into uh, genre films and action and stuff. And uh, from what I found out as a producer later on, it's easier to sell um, action and uh, and genre films in, in itself than horror movies. I mean, than uh, drama films, for instance. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good pedigree. Uh, um, one of my favorite actresses of all time, Pam Grier, started off studying Stanislavski and and all that, and being very uh, serious about the craft. And then, of course, became this wonderful uh, genre icon. So uh, you're definitely yeah. in good company there. Absolutely. You know, I, I feel like you definitely have to study um, before you make your choice of where you you belong. You definitely have to go through some school. Uh, education and, and understanding your own craft and your own, you know, body and uh, create this toolbox and then uh, take yourself wherever it is that you belong, you know, and then just push that direction. So I think mine right now is definitely action films. I feel like I can definitely give a lot more than uh, any other regular actress out there um, just because I have the physicality and the background and uh, my training, so... Definitely. Hopefully I can do something better with Definitely. action films. Yeah. Well, you've, worked, you've worked with some great uh, action stars, uh, Olivia Gruner, David Carradine, Dolph Lundgren, Vinnie Jones, Daryl Hannah, Robert Davi, Michael Pare, and of course you worked with the cast of The Expendables. Uh, were you a fan of their work prior to filming, and what did you learn you know, from working in those action films? Um. I, I love uh, the classics, you know, I love the, um, I'm obviously working with the uh, Expendable 3 guys, uh, the, the Sylvester Stallone and Schwarzenegger and, um, and Antonio Banderas and uh, everybody else. They were like, they're, they're eight icons to me, you know, I grew up in their films, uh, Rambo, you know, um, and, and I, I loved being on set with them because every single, like, character, every single actor, uh, portrayed and give gave something different, something from themselves, which uh, you could study at school as much as you want, but once you're on set, uh, you observe those people work, and you're like, oh, wow, I've never even thought of doing that until I actually saw somebody do it. So that was kind of interesting for me to just observe everybody do their own thing and then come together, you know, as a group, and I realized that, you know, it's there's nothing you can do um, but go after you know your dream and kind of like be on set and study from those actors and that's when you really develop your own um, I guess um, school that you go by yeah. so that's what I've learned that that you can you can study as much which I have mm. I've gone I've gone to every sing, single single school I've done a lot of um, different uh, methods you know uh, by acting but I've only realized recently that it's what you can give and how you portray your part is what counts. In the end, it's whatever works, you know, on screen. And uh, as long as you can connect with the audience, that's what matters. And so I've learned different things from those guys. They've, they've all had their own technique by which they were working by. And I've tried to take, you know, little bits, of, bits and pieces from each and, and just kind of like create my own techniques that I will uh, that I will go by. Yeah. Um, and as far as my movie Awaken, I just um, I mean I, obviously like Robert Davi is is another great actor, and I try to surround myself with great actors in the first place. I knew that you know I was kind of like I, I was starting in this business, and 
I knew that um, for people to, uh, you know, respect me as an actress, I got to surround myself with great actors as well so that I can work with them and I can get to the same level as they are and be comfortable in front of, you know, in front of the camera. And they've all made me feel really good. Like we had an amazing chemistry on set. We all felt like it was a, it was kind of like a family community. You know, we helped each other. And uh, it was a low-budget film, but we've all given something to, you know, to make it great and to make it work in the end. And I think that's what kind of like, uh, in the end, when you watch the movie, that's what you see, that we all had fun on yeah. set. And, um, yeah, and that just, it, it, it was amazing. Daryl Hannah was, was great to work with, uh, Jason London, um, uh, obviously Robert Davi, David Keith, Michael Perret, um, Vinnie Jones. Edward Furlong, all of those guys, they're just like, they know their work so well that when you get on set, you'll know that one thing you don't have to worry about is the actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was very, I was confident when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's a great ensemble cast for Awaken. Um, what were the challenges of making that happen? And, and is it something you want to go forward and do is, is work with, with strong ensemble casts again? Oh, absolutely. I think it's uh, it's uh, very important to have a, a great cast in the film um, because, again, they created more than what was written on the page, you know. And I wrote um, the script with, with um, other writers, but it was my story that I came up with. So once we've had the script, you know, and then you watch those actors portrayed on, on, on screen, you're like, oh, wow, they've, they've done a lot more than what I've even anticipated. And which is, which is why you need strong actors. You can't, you can't just uh, hire somebody. That's why I always strongly suggest to people go and study because they kind of like, you know, they bring more than what they are. Um, uh, and, and like Robert Davi, I always see him different, you know, like he's, he's great. Jason London, I was like very stunned with his work. Um, and then obviously somebody like Vinnie Jones who adds his own personality, like that's who he is. So I would, yeah, if I produce films, I would, I would strongly suggest to anybody and, and, and myself, like I will definitely try and get as, as good of a cast as an Awaken. It helps. It helps the movie a lot. Yeah, it was great to see them all. And I've actually spoken to Robert Davi uh, on, on one of my shows. And, uh, yeah, consummate professional and a real, real gentleman. And uh, what, a, what a great guy to talk mm-hmm. to. Yeah, they, they were all great. I was, I was impressed. Like, so many actors put together in one room. And you know what? We felt like, uh, I don't know, it was like a family. Like, we felt like we've known each other for years. It was great. No conflicts. It was very easy to work with everybody. No divas. You know, everything was was amazing. It was a low-budget film, and they were all so happy with everything. It, it's crazy. Like, sometimes I would tell people, like, I would tell the actors, okay, you're done for today. And they're like, it's okay, we'll hang out. And, and so many actors that literally stayed after their shooting day just to hang out and just to participate and help with something else on set. Good to I have that. I can't. Yeah, I can't tell you how many actors like like those names helped me held uh, I don't know the lighting panel or something. Just yeah. So that you know, so we, we can we can do it faster and, and better. Yeah, good so. to have that kind of support. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you formed you formed your own production company now, uh, and you've got a great lineup of films underway. What was the inspiration uh, behind that? Uh, did you always want to be more active behind the camera as well as in front of it? Um, actually that has not, uh, that hasn't started until I came to LA 
and I went to, uh, you know, I went to study acting first, um, at least Strasbourg Actor Studio and other schools, and, and I've started going out auditioning, and uh, it's a tough town to uh, kind of break through, you know, and, and you go audition, like, 100 auditions, maybe you're lucky you get, like, I don't know, two, two. <laughs> you book two or something out of those. So I kind of realized that uh, I just, you know, I wanted to do more than just sit and wait for uh, for um, for the callbacks and, and to get the job. So I realized that I had to do something else. So that's why I went to study at UCLA producing. And um, sh- shortly after, I opened up my production company, Seven Heaven Productions. And I was like, I'm going to try and do um, first movies that I like. And that's something that I'm good at. And then eventually, when I'm good at producing, I'm obviously looking forward to doing more films where I'm, I'm just producing and not participating. So that was my my take on it. I just did not want to be one of those actresses sitting at home and waiting for my agent to call. <laughs> I wanted to do something. And and, and how easy is it to do something like that with... The technology that's available now, and obviously the the it's less cost prohibitive than it would have been twenty years ago or even ten years ago to kind of mm-hmm. get get equipment together and so on and so forth. And obviously you're you're making great connections with actors. Um, was that one of the reasons why you felt like you could do it, or was it just simply that you are that kind of proactive person? Well, I am a proactive person, and it's. Uh very easy to take, you know, an iPhone nowadays and just start filming something. So I would strongly suggest to any actor out there just to do something because it helps. It, it develops your craft and, and you learn on spot. You will not learn anything until you actually do it. Um, but it's not easy to uh, meet actors. I mean, you do meet them. It's not easy to, conven- to convince actors to be in your movie because, after all, who are you? You know, they're like, well, why would I be in your movie? So uh, that's a challenging part. But since I knew some of those names already by working with them or by connecting with them through other, through other stuff, um, I, I thought that I had an, an advantage to, on that. But the hardest part is to sell the movie. So that was when um, that's that's what I'm like facing right now. Not that my movie's selling fine, but the market is really tough nowadays. And uh, I just realized that before anybody makes anything, they should just uh, consult a salesperson or a distribution company before they do it, because it's really a waste of time when you make a great movie and then in the end you can't sell it. So uh, that's something that I I'm going to do from now on. Just like make sure that everything I do it's strategized and not just like hey let's just do something in the end you still learn but you know you learn more when you do something for somebody right so sort of get get the european or the asian or the the american rights sold first and off the pitch and then move forward with it yeah at least i get get an understanding of what what nowadays the world uh you know, wants to see, like, uh, be uh, be open to what they're asking, you know, like, mm. now it, you can you can come across a lot of actors saying, oh, I just want to do this drama, an amazing piece on something, blah, 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 and then you go there and you're like, well, you'll never sell a drama, it's hard to sell, it, you have no names, I don't know, it's a hard shoot, you have too many locations, why do it, mm. you know? So you, you kind of start thinking as a producer and you start saving the money and you start doing stuff not just for yourself, but also for the for the audience, because yeah. that's what the market requires. That's what the audience wants to see. So, uh, we're you know we're like uh, 
uh, we're talents and we're supposed to give them what they want and that's it. Yeah. It's not, we don't just act for ourselves, we act for the world. You know, we've got to give the world what, what the world requires. Yeah. Now, we've talked in the past to Fred Williamson, who obviously has his own production company, Poboy Productions, and he talks about back in the day going to Cannes and the American film market and various other mm-hmm. places, and, you know, really having to be kind of a huckster when it comes, like being a producer is a, especially when it comes to selling the picture, is almost a very dis- different discipline to actually mm-hmm. creating a film and uh, obviously being a salesperson or a huckster or someone yeah. just kind of beating the pavement and uh, taking those phone calls and all the rest of it. So, well, look, we obviously wish you the very best with doing that because that's the bit that's the bit that would uh, would probably drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm. It's hard to make a movie. I mean, if you made a movie, it's it's amazing. But if you sold a movie, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's even that's even, that's even better. Yeah. So, luckily, our movie is doing well. We have sold uh, the all Amer- all North American rights, and we've sold other territories. Um, so that's the main thing, you know, after that, everything else will follow. Uh, but still, it, it's, it's tough. Like, I've, I've seen people, you know, come uh, with amazing movies, but no names attached. And it's just, it's really, really hard. Yeah. So, of course, like, I would still, I'm, I'm happy that I got this amazing cast to fall back on. You know, at least I have great actors attached. Yeah, exactly. And so the plan is, is it going... Um is it going to DVD? Is it going to theaters? Is it going uh, online? What's the, what's the the plan with Awaken? Uh, I can't say anything about like all North American rights because I haven't, you know, the distributor hasn't given me an approval to talk about it. But I okay. think we're going straight to, you know, um, DVD. We'll get some theaters out, of course, not a major theaters, but I'll definitely push for getting some theatrical release. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I see I see um, a lot of films that end up either straight to recorded media or, or uh, straight to streaming. There are a few theatres in places like New York and L.A. and so on that will do a week run of them or a couple exactly. of weeks run of them, yeah. so that's always a that's, possible. That's what, yeah, that's what, nice. that's what I'm going to push for. Well, we definitely Absolutely. wish you the best of luck with that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's a gorgeous-looking film. Where was it shot? Uh, we shot uh, most of the stuff in uh, Los Angeles, actually. I found out there's so many beautiful areas in L.A. I never even, um, like, I never even knew. Uh, and some exterior stuff uh, in Belize. So it was more, um, mostly, like, all the actors shot in L.A. and everything else, like, the outside was shot, was shot in Belize. Wow. Okay. Wow, because yeah, so I mean, I kinda, yeah, you you really convinced us that it was filmed in you know an island. <laughs> I mean, you. maybe an island off the coast of America, but still an island or somewhere in the Gulf or something like that. So yeah, very good. No, there's a lot of like <laughs> there's a lot of effects in there, but I mean the 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 stuff like helicopter shot, shots they were shot in Belize, but yeah. but all the actors were shot in LA. Yeah, you you were the one who got to go to the nice <laughs> part in Belize. <Yeah. laughs> you are the producer, yeah. so yeah. you do get. That. I am, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we touched yeah. on it. We touched on it a bit earlier when you you brought it up earlier. But there are some great women working in action today: Zoe Bell, Gina Carano, exactly. Ronda Rousey, Michelle mm-hmm. Rodriguez, people like that. And we we personally mm-hmm. would love to see even more. I mean, we're big fans of since going back to Cynthia Rothrock and, like mm-hmm. I said, Pam Grier and so on. Yeah. Uh, what do you see the future is for women in genre films like this? And would you like to do an on ensemble action film with sort of a group of women and really get everyone out there yeah absolutely I'm, I'm actually a close friend with Michelle Rodriguez uh, that's who inspired me to uh, actually get into like more action films 
Um, I love her style. I love everything she does. And I also know Zoe Bell. Uh, never met Gina Carano, but I like her. Um, obviously, I worked with Ronda, Ronda Rousey in Expendables 3, so yeah. she was amazing. Um, she did her own stunts, and I was just stunned by everything that she was doing. Her physicality is, I mean, nothing compares to anybody. Um, so I, I, I would definitely put something together like that. I'm all for, you know, women power. And nowadays, I think we're... Uh, we're given more opportunities. Like women, women are given more opportunities to do stuff, and I think we're we're being pursued more serious now. You know, like we're actually. I think you can do a movie with all women in it and and do an action film, and I think people will go see it. Yeah. As you know, before it was all male lead and nothing else, and then there's some trophy wife next to it. I feel like nowadays we're given more opportunities, and and it's definitely worth trying i mean why not we'll see how people respond on awaken and i'm the female you know lead in it so hmm. i think well, it's uh it's a good start michelle Rodriguez is doing well so <laughs> yeah exactly i mean you know it, it goes back with like i said we i've spoken to cynthia rothrock and she was saying mm-hmm. how none of her films when you look at all the lead male guys who mm-hmm. came out in the 80s and 90s um, even someone who sort of down the list to some extent, someone like Jeff Speakman, even he got his film theatrically shown, the first film yeah. he did. Cynthia Rothrock, even though her, even her Hong Kong movies never got a North American theatrical mm. release, and there's, there's some fantastic films there. I mean, she did a yeah. really great... So I think it's changed a lot, and now hopefully it'll continue it's to change. Lot, so, yeah. Um, exactly, yeah. It's definitely getting... We're definitely giving more opportunities nowadays, so... But yeah, well, yeah, you see you. Gina and <clears throat> Michelle's fight in Fast mm-hmm. uh, 6 in the underground yeah. in London is just... I mean, that's just it's terrific. Amazing. It's amazing, yeah. Exactly. They're better than some of the guys fighting, so why not? Mm-hmm. Why not look at this? Definitely. You know, so, um, absolutely, yeah. So when you were working on The Expendables 3, uh, did the producers ever say they were planning on making a female version for the franchise? Have you been approached? I've heard uh, uh, rumours, not sure if it's happening or not yet, but um, they were thinking of making Expendables, and that's uh, all the female cast. Um, and I would uh, I would definitely love to be a part of something like that. I've, I'm definitely going to try an addition and <laughs> push myself to being that because that's something that is my dream uh, part uh, you know like be next to those uh, amazing great women and uh, learn from them and just participate in the movie like that that's that's just that's amazing of course I would love to fight in the film my next expendables <laughs> it'd be great if I could do something physical besides just you know acting in it so, to show my my uh, physicality as well oh definitely so who would you have in your team then? If if you were if you, yeah, if you're a leader of the Expendables, who would you have in your team? Oh, definitely Michelle Rodriguez. I don't okay. I wouldn't want to kick her ass. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> definitely. I would have her in my team for sure. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, um so can you tell us anything about working on uh, the mechanic resurrection? Uh, we're big fans of Jason Statham, so I didn't know if you'd got a chance to work with him yet. Um, I did not work with him in Mechanic, unfortunately. Uh, I do know him, and he's a great actor and a great athlete. Um, but I had most of my scenes with Jessica Alba. 
that was quite okay. interesting. And uh, um, I played a reporter. Um, that was that was fun. It was fun going to Thailand and um, shoot this film there. It was a great, beautiful location, beautiful people, you know, great cast. And uh, it's big movie. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing it. A lot of people it. on the set. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just to wrap up then, what else can we expect from Seven Heaven Productions going forward and from yourself as an actress going forward? Uh, I am currently on a pre-production of my film, uh, Devil's Hope. I wrote it with uh, Jason London and Morgan Land. Um, we are hopefully going into production in uh, three months. And that's something I'm looking forward to shoot because there'll be a different part for me. Um, yeah, that, that's as much as I can say. But Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, that's my next movie. Well, look, Natalie, we obviously, both of us, wish you all the very best. Like I said, we really responded Thank to Awaken and can't wait to see what you come up with next. And, uh, yeah, get Michelle in the movie and you two play buddy cops or something and, and go off and take down some bad guys or something. Yay. That'll be fun. <laughs> Yay, something like that, yes. Yeah. I hope so. Thank you. Oh, Thank you're you welcome. so much for interviewing. Yes. Oh, no, it was, it was, our, it was our pleasure. And, yeah, stay, stay in touch and I'll, I'll um, let Absolutely. you know. This will, this will go up next week. Um, uh-huh. I'm away for the weekend, so it'll go up next week and I'll, I'll send you the link either via Perfect. Twitter or email or something. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. All right, take care. Enjoy New take York. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I have been for six years and I think I'll continue for another six if it'll have me. So. I love New York. Well, I, I love London too, but New York is nice. Mm-hmm. No, I lived in London for two years before I moved out here, but um, but yeah, New York. It, there's there's nothing really to compare it. Even it's no. even if it's even it's down moments are, are better even than most cities. A, even if there's a storm going on, it's still fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all just yeah, batten down the hatches and enjoy ourselves. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Exactly. Yeah. Well, enjoy New York. <laughs> uh, take care. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 Well, that was a good interview, Doc. I don't know about you, but that that was a good interview. I thought that went really well. We only get the best people for this podcast. We did. Last week we had Jesse Johnson and this week Natalie Byrne. Uh, we are really fast becoming the place to find all your action stuff. We turned down President Obama <laughs> this week because we only want action stuff. Clamoring he is, clamoring to come on the show to try and get some sort of indie street cred. So anyway, yes, uh, that was the wonderful Natalie Byrne. And uh, we both, as I said, um, got a preview screener of the uh, fantastic action island survival movie um, called Awaken, uh, which just a brief plot synopsis. Um, it's not available yet, but we, uh, we were assured, as you heard in the interview, that there is an American distributor uh, um, uh, about to pick up the movie and, and take it a DVD and hopefully streaming and hopefully some theatres as well because it, it does have some amazing photography in it that would be great to see on the big screen. Um, but very, very basically, it's a guy, a big evil guy who has been uh, finding people on holiday in South America who have, because they've gone to a doctor or a dentist or whatever it is, who have perfect blood types or who are healthy or whatever, and his team of mercenaries have been kidnapping them, uh, putting them on an island, and then when rich people uh, need um, transplants, uh, having um, his private army led by Vinnie Jones picking one of them up, taking them over, killing them, and giving their organs away. Um, so uh, it's it's like it's a good uh, little... Um, strong action narrative it's not something we've seen a lot before but it does tie into 
the trafficking movies that are coming out. We've got Skin Traffic with Gary Daniels, and then of course um, the Skin Trade, Skin, skin trade, trade with Michael J. White and Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren, and Tony Jaa, Tony Jaa, and Peter Weller. Of course. Of course. So, yeah, we've got all these, like, trafficking movies coming out about, like, uh, sort of ripped from the headlines action movies, I guess. Um, and sort of the organ donor black market or organ harvest black market. Something that's been touched on in, in other movies, but but uh, not in this sort of way. I thought it was a nice kind of... Um, it could almost have been a sort of modern-day Bond villain, you know what I mean? He had, like, his South American compound and he had his, you know, private army and the whole bit, like... <laughs> you know bigger budget and it could have been a sort of bondy type thing yeah it is a is a good little villain isn't it jason london yeah jason london is the one from uh weirdly enough jason and the argonauts um the rage carry two dazed and confused because they're writing their next movie together aren't they they are that's good you know producers and people in the film industry get on and they keep bringing each other back for the uh, the films yeah i like it's that nice little community and I was surprised actually going back through her career and seeing that back in 08, I think it was, or maybe 07, she did a movie with Olivia Gruner. I, I was thinking that's a good way to start start a, a burgeoning action career is to start with one of the uh, the greats from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Actually, uh, talking about Olivia Gruner, his film that was written by Richard Pearce got a release in England this week. Nice, very nice. What was that? That was Sector 4, wasn't it? So, uh, it's got a different title. Oh, what's it called in England? I, don't know. I bought it because obviously uh, Rich wrote it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I've uh, seen it. Yeah. So, uh, Awaken, what a cast it has! We've got Vinnie Jones. It's, it's got a great cast. It has. He's the leader of the mercenaries. Edward Furlong. He's a bit of a nutcase. Hides out on the island. Um, Dal Hannah. She is one of the rich folk, but a very intimidating rich folk who's trying to get an organ for her daughter. Um, Jason London, uh, as we said, plays the villain. Natalie Byrne, the lead, um, the lead woman who's looking for her sister. Uh, Robert it- Davy plays the uh, sort of island know-it-all. He's the guy who's sort of been on the island the longest, and yep. uh, may or may not be in league with the bad guys. Who knows? Bit of a shadowy uh, figure. Michael uh, Paré shows up as um, Michael Paré, uh, who's the the. Who plays a sister? She's like a well-known horror star, isn't she? Oh, what's her name? Oh, is she? The yeah. one who plays the sister? Is it Krista Campbell? Yep, I'm sure she's in uh, 2001 Maniacs. Uh, let me have a look. i tell you what she is in. She's in The Mechanic, dude. The first one. Is she? I don't, she's in the Wicker Man remake. Um, she's in Kraken, Tentacles of the Deep. Uh, she's in Hallow's Point. Um, showdown at Area 51. She's in Drive Angry. Uh, she's in Drive Angry. Uh, yeah, 2001 Maniacs, Field of Screams from 2010, the remake, sure. Excellent. She's in The Mechanic, Drive Angry, uh, The Iceman with Robert Davy. Um, oh, so they, so they all know each other, don't they? She's in Homefront. And then, uh, surprise, surprise, didn't realise this at all, but halfway through there's a flashback to uh, Dad in it. And we didn't ask her about this, of course. Oh... That was the one thing I forgot to bloody ask her about, was uh, Benny the Jet. Um, Benny the Jet. Jet, um, How do you pronounce his last name? Okides? I think so. Benny the Jet Okides, yeah. Legend. He plays her dad in it, uh, fighting with her in a ring, teaching her how to get choked out and how to do all the moves to get out of things, which, of course, helps her out in the final battle. 
It does help her out in the final battle. Uh, he's, what a name to get, Benny the Jet. Yeah, and probably... Wheels on meals, dragons forever, gross point blank. Probably the thing that keeps the action in the movie going, because while uh, there isn't always action on the island or through the plot, you do keep getting these flashbacks to, to her and Benny and some cool moves in the ring. Yeah, but, uh, there's a... The two action scenes with Natalie, the the one at the start and the the end fight, fucking brilliant. She's definitely going to be a good uh, action female lead. Actually, yeah, Molly saw the last fight with me. She was sort of sitting there and she went, she's really good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like you put her next to Carano and and Rodriguez and Rousey and stuff, she'd hold her own, it'd be fine. Maybe maybe not in a ring, but she would definitely on a film set, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because Rodriguez only... wasn't a trained fighter, was she? She's just done it. On no, movies. but she, and she she looks good next she looks to really uh, good. next to Gina Carano. So we get to see uh, Natalie do uh, a lot of her stuff, both in the ring and in the movie, which was my favorite stuff. I have to say, my favorite stuff in the film was her um, fighting people, fisticuffs and kicks and all that. Yeah, uh, it's good to say, you know, it had a bit more plot to it. and uh, I'm not against that, I quite like that. Yeah, it's, and it is a really good plot. I really do like it. Um, it it could have kept up the pace a little bit in the middle, I think. Um, maybe some snappier editing or, or just uh, <clears throat> tighten up the script a bit. Um, and I wasn't, although I understood what they were going for, the other British soldier that she brings along with her, he didn't need to like quickly back out and then quickly stand up again. It was it it was it would have been fine had they all just gone into the compound. I mean, I know what they were trying to do, but yeah. Yeah. I mean he has a he has a good little fight with uh, Vinnie Jones and Vinnie yep. Jones is quite menacing, isn't it? Isn't oh it? yeah, he's as, a, as uh, always. Uh, he's a, he's, a, he's like the go-to guy for you want a real bastard in your film nowadays. Yeah. That's well, the he's, guy. He's like um Danny Trejo or Eric Roberts. You know what I mean? He's just in every movie now. Yeah. Which I, I have no problem with that because I like all those people. Hmm. He always brings something different to the film. I've seen him play football. I yeah. went to see him play football. Yeah. Well, I liked how in this movie he was listening to football. He was listening yeah, to an boy. English game um, yeah. <clears throat> while uh, they were, you know, and that bit while they were coming into the compound could have been tightened up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, what I liked about it was that there was, they did some action. Uh, they had the beautiful location. Uh, it wasn't, it was handheld, but it wasn't shaky cam, which was yeah, good. Yeah, but it did, it shot really well. It's it not looked like, beautifully, it, yeah. You know, when you say it's handheld, I you always think of handheld, and I think of like films from years ago where you, you, you know, where you used to watch it, you used to think, God, I'm not going to be able to watch all of this. Because right, right, it right. just, it looks like a camp, it's well, that's shot what on I mean. a camp. It's, it's handheld, but it's, but it's shaky, it's not shaky cam. <clears throat> no, it's shot so well, and it looks gorgeous. I mean, when she said in an interview where it was shot, I was like, fucking hell. No, they've definitely they've definitely found a way to accentuate the um, LA location and and you know the bit of, bit that they shot in Belize. They've they've definitely found a way to uh, match that very well. And the only effect shot I noticed was at the very end when the three of them go into the compound. The ha- the the sort of 
dock uh, uh, buildings either side of the pontoon that they're walking along are CGI. I noticed that. The ones that are like meant to be like floating cabins or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. But apart from that, it looked very authentic. Um, there's they don't shy away from gore. There's a shark attack in this movie out of nowhere, which is awesome. Um, there is also uh, plenty of gore with the uh, organ donor parts of it, uh, which yeah. I liked. Uh, you get to see a dead kid, always fun. Um, <laughs> but no, the, the shark attack was what <clears throat> impressed me because, you know, Davy gives this whole thing about the wolves of the deep, which I really enjoyed. Because you don't need to call sharks wolves of the deep because they're already sharks. That's already a scary thing. Calling yeah. them wolves of the deep is just surplus to requirements. But it's the way probably why they got eaten by the sharks. <laughs> they were looking for a fucking wolf. Right, exactly. But the way that Robert Davy says it is so... <clears throat> the way he delivers that speech is so awesome. You don't really but, stop and think about it and go, well, Wolves of the Deep is irrelevant. They're just sharks. Like, sharks are already scary. You don't need to go, they are called the uh, hamsters of the sky. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you don't need to... If, if, they're, if they're pigeons, you don't need to call them... You know, they are called the hamsters of the sky. Yeah, well, feathered things. <laughs> pigeons, you mean. <laughs> they're called the... Uh, you know what I mean? You, you don't say this... Uh, uh, what well, is it? This uh, they don't need a code name, Davy. Right, but the, the wolves sharks. in the series, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you you give that sort of speech to Davy because Davy could deliver. He the, just owns it, doesn't he? In fact, I thought Davy was really good in this, apart from the toop. The toop was the only uh, the wig was the only thing which I was like a little off putting. I understand why they did it, but uh, but no, Awaken. So it's uh, it's not available yet, but I do urge everyone to see it when it comes out. It's not uh, got a release date at all, has it? And keep a look out for Natalie Byrne's work in the future. Uh, it's she's be- got, you know, she's got. I keep interrupting you, but she has got a really damn good resume. She's worked pretty damn consistently. So Awaken's not available yet, but it's really good, really well shot. Um, some nice action in it uh, and a great cast. Like I say, a little bit slow in the middle. They could tighten it up a bit. Script could do with a bit of tweaking and. Um, uh, but apart from that, I I, I enjoyed it. Doctor I Kevin. I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Um, and you know, this action action female star has got a hell of a career ahead of her. In the I tell you what, this woman's got chaps. Yeah, uh, as they say in the biz. Yeah, uh, that's definitely what they say. That's def. I've heard people say that when they do say that when they're at a restaurant and someone orders the pork chops. This woman's got chaps. Uh, <laughs> and a big potato. Check out Awaken. Check out all of Natalie Burns' work. Thank you ever so much, Natalie, for coming on the show. Thank you. We much appreciate it a great deal. 